Hello and welcome to the Total Entertainment Podcast with me, Paul Collis. And today we're going to take a look at Don Brocco with his very special guest of Papa Roach and Dance Gavin Dance live at the Cardiff International Arena. And today we have a, a five truck show and it is the first show of the tour so they're getting everything right so it's a bit the build's taken a little bit longer than it should but that's because they are making sure everything is done the way it's supposed to be done now most of the kit is actually on the stage ready to go ready to be winched up as well and what do i mean by that well they've got a circular truss uh, which is uh, like doing most of the lighting and that's down at the moment it overhangs the stage and that is in position ready to be winched up they're just doing their finishing touches on it upstage on a curved truss you have nine sections of screen which are going down they're one panel wide and they are seven panels down on the edges and uh, six panels down in the middle and why is that well that's because that where, that's where the drum riser is and they needed the uh, extra bit of height for the drum riser but it's all curved and it looks like it's pretty good they're doing a test on it at the moment and it is very very sharp and it's also the uh, very expensive translucent but black uh, screen panels they're not the ones that look like glass they're the ones just below that grade but they are still very expensive to use very high definition and yes translucent very very nice piece of technology that the company flashing out the lights on all the trusses and yes there are also three trusses in the middle of this circle which go from stage left to stage right but just short lengths of it this is to give them a bit of uh, down lights in the middle of the stage and I would say that they're going to have some face light on the circular truss at a steep beam angle. But and that's and the reason for that is because I can't see any trusses for a forward truss as of yet. The, although the pecker is out, so they may still be putting points in. That at the moment I cannot confirm nor deny. So sound-wise, as you can hear, they're, put, they're going through the uh, sound system as we speak, and they have. A line array that is too wide and tw and 10 deep and sat a little bit further back at 45 degrees outwards which is 8 deep and that is which is 6 deep but one wide and that is for the surround sound effect also front of the stage you have all the subs so no flame subs and no sub stacks but we have individual speakers in a uh, semi-circular uh, distribution at nice little intervals we have 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 subs and there is a front fill every other sub so a nice array of sound there there's also a handful of trusses on dollies which are waiting to go up and they're currently moving the mojo in position but not finishing it off because they will obviously need to fork bits up on the stage still they're just getting the mojo in a better position from then rather have it at the sides of the stage waiting to go in position mix is a little bit further forward and i'm not sure if that's going to get mojoed as of yet possibly bite racked but i would say that it's going to be mojoed so we're getting there we really are getting there so let's take a look at the background of all our bands playing tonight. 
Don Brocco are a British rock band formed in Bedford, England in 2008. The band consists of Rob da- Damanali on lead vocals, Simon Delaney on guitar, Tom Doyle on bass and programming, and Matt Donnelly on drums and lead and backing vocals. The band have released four studio albums, including Priorities in 2012, Automatic in 2015, and Technology in 2018. The most recent album, Amazing Things, in 2021, was their first to reach number one in the UK albums chart. The band's origins go back to before their university years during secondary school, attending Bedford Modern School where they played their first gigs, but it was not until after studying at Nottingham University that they decided to become a band. The band initially took on many different names including Summerfall and Sex and Club Sex. One of the group's ideas was Don Loco which was changed to Don Brocco following guitarist Simon Delaney breaking his wrist on a football accident. They first toured England on on November 2008, playing gigs in places such as Leeds, Birmingham, Manchester, Swindon, Woodford and County Durham amongst others. They appeared at Camden Crawl in and Download Festival in 2009, as well as supporting Enter Shikari on a short run of shows in May 2009. Don Brocco also played Underage Festival at Victoria Park in London, UK in both 2009 and 2010. They played Sonosphere Festival in 2010 on the Red Bull Bedroom Jam Stage. The band then went on to support Enter Shikari at both their Christmas parties at Hatfield Forum in December 2010. In September in 2010, Don Brocco also played in a local festival called Amsham Fest- Summer Festival. Primarily categorised as alternative punk, the band's style has also been described as pop rock and post-hardcore by reviewers. Alt Sounds reviewed their debut album Priorities to have elements of all three genres. Already Already Herald expressed that the album was mostly alternative rock, yet praised the album's range of different different moods, going from energetic to cheeky songs. A A live review from Virtual Festivals reviewed the band's performance at the Leeds Festival in 20. 13, and proclaimed that the changes in the band's musical style compared to their earlier music from the likes of The Living Dream and Thug Workout EPs were substantial. They claimed that due to this, some members of their audience were unsatisfied and the new material was dulled by a slower tempo and a love letter lyrical style. Rocksfreaks.net expressed the th- expressed the Thug Workout EP for half to be half a mixture of new metal and post-hardcore due to a mixture of half rap verses and screams and related their sound to that of, of a day to remember. The reviews of the third EP, Big Fat Smile, primarily called its general rock album with elements of pop, uh, well, of rock, of rock pop. Rock Sound called the album a good mix of Brit's rock riffs sarcastic lyrical content and jovial pop sensibilities with with alter the press also backing the state the statement up placing them with the likes of many other british rock hopefuls for 2011 their second album automatic saw the band change to a poppier sound with funk and new wave elements the third album technology saw yet another change with far rockier sound but still with some synth elements Reviews of their fourth album, Amazing Things, show a change to a new a mix of new metal, rap metal, and post-hardcore, more similar similar to earlier EPs. So, current band members are Rob Damani on lead vocals, Simon Delaney on guitar, Matt Donnelly on drums, Tom Doyle on bass guitar, 
touring uh, members are Adam Mark on keyboards, backing vocals and electronics and you have former members Luke Rayner on bass guitar and Darren Playford on percussion and backing vocals. So now we've had a little bit about Don Brocco, we will now take a look at their supporting artists, first of which will be Papa Roach. Papa Roach is an American rock band from Vacaville, California, formed in 1993. The original lineup consisted of lead vocalist Jacoby Shaddix, guitarist Jerry Horton, drummer Dave Buckner, and bassist Will Jones with trombonist Ben Luther. After two EPs, James left and was replaced by Tobin Esperance. The band independently released two more EPs before signing with DreamWorks Records in 1999, subsequently releasing the Triple Platinum Infest in, in the year 2000. The gold album Love, Love Hate Tragedy in 2002 and platinum album Getting Away With Murder in 2004. A year after the Paramore seasons, Buccaneer left in 2007 and was replaced by Tony Palmaro. Papa Roach then made Metamorphosis in 2009, Time for Annihilation 2010, The Connection 2012, Fear in 2015, Crooked Teeth in 2017 and Who Do You Trust in 2019. Their 11th studio album Ego Trip was released on the 8th of April 2022. Papa Roach's formation began in January 1993 when lead singer Jacoby Shaddix and drummer Dave Bacchner met at the Vacaville High School football field. They were later joined by lead guitarist Jerry Horton from nearby Vanden High School, rhythm guitarist Anne Michael Ojak, trombonist Ben Luther and bassist Will James. They decided to enter the school's talent show, performing a version of Jimi Hendrix's song Fire. They ultimately ended up losing the talent show. In March 1993, Ben Luther left the band and Annie and Anne Michael Ojek left as well. At this point, Papa Roach was, practice, was practicing every day and touring and playing every gig they could get. Their first, their first tour van was called Moby Dick, where Shaddix was inspired to come up with his first stage name, Kobe Dick. Initially, the band was called Papagasto and suggested by a buccaneer, but Shaddix changed it to Papa Roach based on the nickname of his step-grandfather, Howard William Papa Roach Sr. In 1994, Papa Roach released their first EP titled Potatoes for Christmas. Drummer Dave Buccaneer was temporarily replaced by, Ro by Ryan Brown, as Buccaneer was spending the year in Seattle studying art. In 1995, they released a demo at Sound Farm Studios titled ba Casa Bonita. By this time, Buccaneer was back. In 1996, they replaced the original bassist Will James with longtime roadie Tobin Esperance, as James uh, James's involvement in a church summer camp would limit the band's summer practicing and touring. Papa Roach has been described as an alternative metal, hard rock, rap metal, alternative rock, new metal, hardcore punk band. In their early independent releases and on their first two major labelled label albums infest and love hate tragedy the band tended to use the new metal and rap metal before papa roach released their major label albums jacoby shaddock's singing style was compared to china Mor morino and lynn Strait of snot 
Additionally, with their 2009 album *Metamorphosis*, as the name express, as the name expresses, the band felt their music was going through a trans transformation to stuff that's harder and faster. All music has compared the band's recent work to 1980s glam metal. All music staff re staff writer Stephen Thomas. L L Elowine wrote at the close of 2000s, the quartet had shed the rap and the angst ditching all the alt-metal account and become a knowing update of an 80s sunstrip, sunset strip sleeves rock outfit. With the release of Fear and both, and both Metal Sucks and Metal Injection noted that the band had acquired some degent influences. In 2004, frontman jo Jacoby Shaddix said that said the following said the following in an interview with Dash Music Guide regarding the band no longer using rapping in their music. The rapping's gone. I don't feel like rapping. I'm just over that. I just want to be a rocker. That's what I wanted to be when I was a kid. Shaddix has added this remark to in other in another interview, where a band that tries to walk the line between metal, hardcore, punk rock and pop music and we do our best at trying to make it all cool prior to the release of the connection guitarist jerry horton said said in in, in an interview by Verdimus magazine it's kind of a natural thing for us we've always been changing throughout the years of course there are some things that stay that stay the same in our sound but we do like to try new things and stretch out a little bit our basis and then and therefore make it more interesting. He also said that the band was going to explore electronic sounds for their next record. The band's influences include Faith No More, Social Distortion, Metallica, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Wu-Tang Clan, Fuji's, Refused, Queen and Led Zeppelin. Jacoby Shaddix acknowledges Faith No More's Mike Patton and Social Distortion's Mike Ness as major influences, stating that together at an early age, and it inspired me to become my own thing. In the beginning, Papa Roach's biggest influence was experimental band Mr. Bulge, fronted by Mike Patton from Faith No More, which was reflected in the adventurousness of their 1994 debut release, Potatoes for Christmas. Into, in, 2021, in, an, in a 2021 interview, Jacoby Shaddix reflected about being the band's long-held association with new metal genre, saying, I love being one of the forefathers of new metal, that's dope, but we have been able to, but we've been able to outlive it and celebrate it at the same time. Papa Roach is considered one of the bands that defined the new metal sound. Alternative Press said, despite the distancing themselves from the distinctive sound in recent years, Papa Roach's early output shaped the side of new metal that mainstream welcomes with open with open arms. Riff laden, radio friendly, at least after a few bleeps. Singles with dark earworm lyrics to piss off parents. Jacoby Shaddock's In Your Face Tones were introduced to many teenagers' new metal awakening. Backed by completely singable and seductive guitar lines that made this outfit so instrumental in the genre, so much so that a feature from Shaddock's is a seal of approval for any album. The album th about the band's album Infest, Kerrang! magazine said, straining vocal chords and denoting dance loads with last resort, tugging the heartstrings with broken home and earworming their way under the skin. With Between Angels and Insects, Jacoby Shaddock's confirmation California mob didn't just deliver an angst overload, they unleashed every ounce of feeling via arguably the catchiest songwriter new metal would ever see. Adolescence never really ends. 
and even now these are absolutely essential sounds. So the final support is Dance Gavin Dance and Dance Gavin Dance is an American rock band from Sacramento in California formed in 2005. The band currently consists of vocalist John Mess and Tillian Pearson, lead guitarist Will Swan, rhythm guitarist Andrew Wells and drummer Matthew Mingus. The band formerly included lead vocalist Johnny Craig and Kurt, and Kurt Travis, bassist Eric Lodge and, Jay, and Jason Ellis and Tim Ferrick, and guitarist Alvaro Alcarta, Sean O'Sullivan, Zachary Garen and Josh Benton. The lineup has changed numerous times since their inception. Swan and Mingus are the only band members who have appeared on every studio album. The band released their debut extended EP. Whatever I Say is Royal Ocean in 2006 and signed to Rise Records thereafter. The debut studio album Downtown Battle Mountain was released in May 2007. Craig and guitarist Sean O'Sullivan left the group and were replaced by Kurt Travis and Zachary Garin respectively. They released a self-titled album Dance Gavin Dance in August 2008. Vocalist John Mess and bassist Eric Lodge left the group before the album's release, with Lodge re- being replaced by Jason Ellis. Happiness, the group's third studio album, was released in June 2009. In 2010, Johnny Craig, John Mess and Eric Lodge returned to the band and recorded their fourth studio album, Downtown Battle Mountain 2, in 2011. Craig and Lodge departed the group from group the following year, which led to former Tides of Man vocalist Tillon Pearson's bassist Tim Federick and guitarist Josh Benton joining the band. They released their fifth studio album Acceptance Speech in 2013. Benton left the band shortly after the album's release. The sixth studio album Instant Gratification was released in April 2015. The following year, the group released a live album Tree City Sessions, their seventh studio album Mothership, the latter charting at number 13 on the Billboard 200. They released the eighth studio album Artificial Selection in June 2018, placing at number 15 in the Billboard 200. In 2020, they released their ninth studio album Afterburner in April, which placed at number 14 on the Billboard 200, and Tree City Seasons 2 sessions two in december bassist tim frederick died in 2022 prior to the release of the band's 10th album jackpot's juicer leading to uh, some and royal coda guitarist sergo medina taking over on live bass duties the band has achieved top four top 20 albums in the us including one top 10 and have become one of the most popular music groups in post-hardcore Dance Gavin Dance's musical style has been described as post-hardcore, math rock, experimental rock, progressive rock, screamco, jazz fusion and emo. Critics have compared the band to fellow post-hardcore peers The Fall of Troy, Alex is on Fire and Circus Survive. Their 2011 release Downtown Battle Mountain 2 is said to feature the same structure as the Mars Volta album The Bedlam in Goliath. In in that it never lets up. When asked about their influences in a 2007 interview, John Mess said, we all have such varied music tastes that it would be quite a long list, and mentioned at the uh, mentioned at the drive-in, Curserville, Explosions in the Sky, MF Doom, 
Radiohead, and other influences include The Deftones, The Temptations, Glassjaw, Usher, and Earth Wind and Fire. Matt Mingus cited Genesis Phil Collins and Deftones Abe Cunningham as two of his favourite drummers, whilst Will Swan called the guitar work of of Thursday and at the drive-ins Omar Rodriguez Lopez as major influences. Swan has emphasised the band's interest in incorporating new styles and to experiment on every release. Former vocalist John Craig was most recently the frontman of, Sla- of Slaves from 2014 until his departure in 2019. Former vocalist Kurt Travis handled vocal duties for the band, a lot like Birds, from 2011 to until 2016, and is currently the vocalist in Royal Coda, whereas former guitarist Zachary Garren has stated has started his band Strawberry Girls, and lead guitarist Will Swan currently operates his own record label, Blue Swan Records, and, persu- and pursues guitar in the supergroup Zion Ver, Royal Coda and Secret Band, which also features John Mess and Matthew Mingus. Former guitarist Josh Benton also works as a record producer and has produced Dance Gavin Dance's live studio album, Tree City Sessions, in 2016. As well as the ma- as well as the, a majority of the releases on Blue Swan Records, so their discography is Downtown Battle Mountain in 2007, Dance Gavin Dance in 2008, Happiness in 2009, Downtown Battle Mountain 2 in, two, in 2011, Acceptance Speech in 2013, Instant Gratification in 2015, Mothership in 2016, Artificial Selection in 2018, Afterburner in 2020, and Jackpot Juicer. So that is Dance Gavin Dance. Right, let's. Uh, we're going to give you an update on how the build's going, and then we're going to go straight on to how the show went. And here's a quick update about the state of play for the stage. It's nearly complete, and the circular truss isn't actually flat. They've pitched it so the downstage section, i.e., the bit just by the uh, pit barrier, that is as high as the grid, and the upstage section behind the screen is as low as the as the floor of the stage. It looks like a tilted halo and on this halo you have a load of mole phases and LED strobe floods so I'm sure that that's going to strobe and chase around in a circle and it's going to look amazing. Um, Other than that everything else is going as planned. The uh, upstage risers they're actually at two levels so you've got sections of the band stage left and stage right of the drum riser which is raised further in the middle. There's also an LED screen panelling the front of each section of riser and I think there may be another panel to go in on the uh, section of riser that is uh, just above the, uh, the bottom level of the stage. But I cannot confirm that at present. They're currently setting up the uh, equipment on the uh, band riser and there we are the barrier in for, for the uh, pit is nearly ready and they've got a lot of merch that they're sifting through on the arena floor by the uh, loading bay doors there's still some trusses on wheels which uh, are uh, waiting to go on or they may be cut for this venue that i don't know and you've also got a drum riser being built uh, close to the mixer which is obviously going to go onto the stage at some point very soon uh, for the support band because the main drum riser is already built and on the stage so it's now the next day and 
I'm walking all the way up to a reservoir to record for my Scenic Serenity channel. Link for that will be in the description below. But anyways, dance, Gavin, dance. The lights went down and a song that started, well the first song stroke intro started and it was, sounded very very therapeutic which was good and then as they began to play so obviously the intro had a um, pre-recorded section for them to walk on pick up their instruments and then start the actual song so that would have been done on click track and as they uh, started to add their instruments onto this therapeutic song it then turned into metal and it was a great contrast I have to say um, so lighting wise Dance Gavin Dance were given the moles and the LED strobes from the first quarter of the halo above the stage which I thought was nice because because Don Brocco didn't have to let them use their specials but it would have it did make sense because there was a massive overhang you couldn't hide it so you know given a bank of LED strobe floods at the, and the moths at the top front of the uh, halo and those were used to emphasize points of the songs um, they also had the front of house bar well there was no front of house bar they had LX1 and LX2 which gave them a little bit of steep face, uh, steep face light and they had the washer units and profile units in LX2 which the washer they basically had washers for each song which were pastel style washers so pastel colours purples pinks yellows blues well light blues and the uh, profiles were used to um, well to strobe and flash and move around and, and used to help emphasise parts of the song as well. Sound wise we had a very nice volume with a high 22 carat gold standard clarity which is nice I mean it was a very powerful sound system and it was just it was just right I have to say they had the nice balance within the sound itself every instrument was heard the vocals were heard and uh, you had a high falsetto I would dare say slightly feminine falsetto from the lead singer and you had another uh, another vocalist uh, doing screamy rap which works really well as a contrast so everything about uh, Dance Gavin Dance was a serious contrast from uh, the wash, wash units uh, to the profile units to the songs to the songs themselves uh, it's been very chilled and relaxed in places and then instantly changing into metal per song and it did work I mean it, to me it had a unique sound to it because I've never heard that before but it did work performance wise Dance Gavin Dance were very eclectic I mean their songs as I said you had bits of songs that were chilled and other bits of songs just morphed straight into metal and uh, new metal shall I say dare I say in fact but 
I did see the crowd enjoying it and to be fair the uh, hall wasn't full when they started and as their set went on they had more and more applause which is good to see it did so it did show to me that the audience were warming up to them and you even had audience members singing along so they would have even known who they were as well which is great I mean this is the first time I heard of Dance Gavin Dance and I thought they were actually okay and performance wise they knew how to work the crowd as well they had a great interaction with each other on stage and that's what you want to see a nice load of energy and friends on stage in doing what they do best to enjoy being up on the stage and giving everyone else the enjoyment of watching them and that's what dance gavin dance was to me they were a nice contrast to what we normally have and it worked their set worked well and also you have to give them extra credit they opened up the start of the tour don brocco had their first show of the tour today so it's not an easy thing for any band let alone an up-and-coming band opening up a tour and they did really well so sound wise it was loud Papa Roach had the loudest set out of the whole of well out of all the performers today including Donny, Don, Bron uh, Don Brocco they Papa Roach were by far the loudest but at that they sacrificed the clarity so it's a trade-off what do you want do you want volume or do you want clarity and with uh, with Papa Roach being Papa Roach doing a real heavy set they knew that they were going to lose clarity no matter what so they went so they went okay right we'll go with the volume now how was Papa Roach well proper showman from start through finish they were amazing high energy high octane and everyone was loving it now my highlight for the set my highlight for the set was when they did their cover of Firestarter oh oh well it was a really good cover very energetic very very it was very energetic very high octane and I mean I've seen the prodigy do the uh, do Firestarter live that was one of my highlights of my career watching and working on the prodigy just before uh, Keith rest his soul uh, passed on and they did the prodigy really well they, they would have been proud of that performance Papa Roach was amazing great rendition really great rendition and they had Papa Roach had the audience right from the start through to the finish they completely energized the audience ready for Don Brocco and they they would for a warm-up band which in my opinion are still good enough to be a headline and act but supporting artists wow they were amazing
and I dare say it that they I don't think you'd get many supporting artists of that caliber I mean you, you normally you wouldn't normally you'd have an up-and-coming band but Papa Roach really great choice really great choice to uh, warm up and get their foot back in the door over in the UK because I've not heard much of Papa Roach in the UK for a while but this this will get people talking about Papa Roach again and with a bit of luck Papa Roach will have their own headline tour very soon fingers crossed because they deserve it so Don Brocco the house lights went down and yet again we had the uh, audience left in the darkness for a little bit just screaming in anticipation and cheering in anticipation for Don Brocco to to appear a bass line went out and the LED started up with with images flashing as per the bass uh, as per the beat of the bass just following that bass line and then as the band fully started all the lights rotated around the halo and when I say rotated they just went from they went clockwise in sequence uh, around the halo uh, clockwise and it looked really sick it was a fast chase and with the amount of smoke captured in the air it went really it went down really really well now lighting wise the halo well there's a lot of things that they did with the halo and uh, a lot of a lot of effects that could uh, could be done and they use every effect as humanly possible that they could so what were the effects we had a solid ring of light a circular chase clockwise a uh, circular chase anti-clockwise a circular light curtain with and what i mean by that is uh, any uh, fixture that was able to zoom zoomed into a very nice uh, zoomed into a uh, tight narrow beam so that went that went really well um, then you also had a uh, corkscrew effect so with it being in a tight narrow beam and the uh, and the lighting positions were uh, crisscrossing a certain way it, when it started to ro rotate on the sequence it looked like a corkscrew spinning looked amazing it looked amazing right so what else did they have well we saw uh, more uh, led strobe floods uh, on the uh, back trusses uh, on dollies you had lx they had lx1 2 and 3 of washers and uh, profile units and you had floor units as well which were uh, led profiles so you had everything crisscrossing the stage. You had you had tight narrow beams from the washes, or you had stage and wash. And every song and talk state had a completely different look to it, which was comp which also complemented the screen. And the screen, wow, being the uh, high resolution transparent black LED uh, screens wow you had stunning crystal clarity images in conjunction with the lighting effects and it all complemented each other really really well you can tell that money was spent on this and why not 
and every song had a different combination of effects from all the different banks of lights just generating all these amazing states that were used nice little bit of flash and trash when needed but not throughout and it was great great lighting now sound wise sound wise we went for, uh, we went from being too loud with Papa Roach back to uh, being just right and we had the return of the 22 karat clarity of the piece so where Papa Roach traded off uh, noise uh, well volume le level of volume for clarity against clarity Don, Don Brocco went the other way and chose clarity over volume which why not I mean there's no real solution to this every band is unique and it just worked really well with the crystal clear clarity now Don Brocco they were energetic charismatic and had the right level of stage presence I mean they were fully animated they were interacting with everyone on their stage and they were interacting with the audience in places as well which is what you want to see from a band that you paid a lot of money to come and see from start to finish we saw a multiple circle pits starting off with small ones going into larger ones but from but you'd always see a circle pit no matter what song they were playing it looked great it really did look great Don Barocco was a great band to witness as I've not seen them in the flesh and I've not heard of their songs before I must have missed them on the radio though I don't listen to much radio these days I'm always working but no, I did like what I said. I did like what I saw and I like what I heard. And they were a great showman. And I feel that we will see a lot more of Don Brocco in the future. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's podcast, please hit like, subscribe and share. And if you haven't already done so, why not check out more content from Muster X Media by clicking the link in the description below. We should catch you next time. Bye for now.